Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So you're stuck with me for the day, I'm afraid. But we're talking entertainment, we're talking something from the week, computer games, movies, we've got it all. Trust me, I'm sure it'll be a good one. While I've got you, before we get started, please do consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us. And it helps us to be able to bring you great podcasts. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello. You all right? How are you doing? Having a good time? Good week? Good weekend, as people like to say. <coughs> oh dear. Um, I've been not doing what I was supposed to. Putting off, starting a podcast. Fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, weirdly, not a lot to talk about this week. Um, so, um, although maybe I'll have to look something up, um, for a bit more context, we'll see. Um, it's been one of those weeks where not a lot to discuss, not a lot's happened, um, but lots of entertainment stuff. So, uh, depends what you're here for, really, doesn't it? Uh, but let's get into it. Um, back end of last week, um, sort of coming out of uh, the old uh, virus quarantine. Um, and then was, uh, was informed that my middle daughter uh, had the virus um, I, I honestly don't I, I think I've I think I've mentioned this before like talking about like whether it's supposed to be uh, done with now um, yet literally everybody I seem to be speaking to like everybody sort of um it's reached the inner circle now. Like, I've had it. Everybody around me has had it. Um, it, it certainly doesn't feel like uh, like this virus has gone anywhere. Um, so, yeah. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen the middle daughter for um, more over a couple of weeks now. Um, got to see my eldest... Which was nice, um, spending uh, spending that quality time, take the dog for a walk, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, I suppose my middle daughter on the phone. Um, but I mean, by by the sounds of it, by all accounts, she's been quite poorly with it. Um, like sick poorly with it 
um, which which sounds awful. Um, but yeah, that's another one. Like between uh, myself, uh, Leanne, uh, and everybody that I sort of know who's had it recently. If you look at the list of symptoms, probably take all of those symptoms off, but no two people have the same symptoms. Um, so it's super weird. Um, yeah, got to do, uh, got to do a variety of other things over the weekend, which we'll discuss shortly. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not the same, it's not the same when we're, we're all not together. Um, one of the things I did, so, um, I wonder if I, I wonder if I can quickly Google it, uh, let me make sure I'm actually still recording, okay, that seems to be, seems to be looking like recording, although, did that go quiet for a second? Um, right, okay, let's work on the principle, it's still recording, um, Will that do it? <sighs> no. Uh, okay. Uh, no. I I don't know what I would. What I would, what Google search I would do. Um, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to do the uh, the old uh, winging it. So uh, one of the things I did over the weekend was took the car to um, to get some diesel. I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Um, the uh, the nicety of being a two-car family is that you've got options. And I think both cars had been filled before the um, before the fuel price increase. Um, and then um, one of the cars has sat on the drive for three weeks. Literally not been used. Multitude of different reasons, some of them not needing um, the big car, some of them being that it was low on fuel. But then eventually it's like, right, okay, we need to take the big car to go and do some of the stuff that we've done this weekend, so let's do that. Get out there and realising that it's like, oh, well, some of the stuff that we need to do will involve getting some diesel. Uh went to the petrol station went to the petrol station i normally go to went there and there's a sign signs seem to be a common thing these days uh at petrol stations informing me that uh like four of the pumps uh didn't have any unleaded all right well i'm not here for unleaded i'm here for diesel so uh give me some of your sweet sweet diesel so I was like, right, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
uh, car's nearly empty. I'm going to put £40 in the car and see what that does, see how far that's going to get us, see how much of a tank that's going to get, that sort of thing. Um, started filling the car up and was like, hmm, the, the, the money number is going up rapidly. The, uh, the the number underneath doesn't seem to be going up all that much. So uh made a split decision at that point. I was like, right, okay, well, you know, let's let's put fifty pounds in. Now in my head I'm like, fifty pounds probably nearly a full tank. Um so that's probably gonna, you know, do us for a while. So uh, I put fifty pounds and a penny, for flip's sake, into the car. Went and paid, came back, got in the car, started it up, uh, reset all the gauges and all that, and I had just over a little bit more than just over, but I had basically half a tank uh, of diesel. So, uh, I would estimate that at this point in time, it would probably take something like £90 to fill that car. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, what, what is actually happening right now? What, what is this? Um, and at that point, Aaron reminded me I'd been listening to a podcast recently uh, that was talking about how we should have handled this crisis. Obviously, you know when it when it first started, and um, you couldn't get into a petrol station because, uh, for some reason, the point in time when petrol went through the roof, price wise, everybody's solution to that was to go and buy petrol. I I've, I've, I know I've been through this before on the podcast, but the first my first go-to move is the last place I want to be is the petrol station. But, you know, that's me. And I was listening to uh listening to a podcast that was talking about how we should have handled this. How we should have handled it is quite simple. We should have not gone to the petrol station. And it's all to do with the fact that um, oil companies, um, you know, the companies that produce petrol and diesel are all trying to recoup the money that they lost at the start of the pandemic when nobody was going anywhere. Everybody was indoors. Nobody needed any petrol because nobody was driving anywhere. And the price of petrol went down and down and down and down. And this was all to do with the fact that uh, barrels of oil, the price of a barrel of oil went down and down and down and down and down to the point in time where it got to zero. A barrel of oil was worth nothing. And then it actually started going the other way. So if you wanted a barrel of oil, they would give you a barrel of oil and five dollars 
when I'd heard about this originally, I heard about this being an American thing, so they were talking about it in dollars. And I think it reached a point where it was, if you wanted a barrel of oil, you could have a barrel of oil, and they would give you $10 to take that barrel of oil away. And this is the reason that petrol and diesel is so expensive now. Because the oil companies and the companies that produce petrol, diesel, all of that, are trying to recoup the money that they lost at that point in time. So the solution to this would have been to not go to the petrol station. If nobody needs any petrol or diesel or whatever, the exact same situation would have happened. Rather than it being a ridiculous amount of money to buy petrol and diesel, it would have actually been cheaper. So when the prices went through the roof, what people should have said is, I don't need it. And I was listening to this podcast that was saying what we should be doing is, uh, if you and your neighbour are going to the same place, share a car. If, uh, if you're going somewhere and that distance is cyclable, get on your bike. If you were just nipping to the shops for a, for a look, stay at home. But, obviously, that's not what people did. What people did was, oh no, the price of petrol and diesel's gone up, I best go and get some. Feeding into the exact thing that the these companies wanted you to do. Um, now I know what you're thinking, uh, at this point in time you're thinking, didn't you just go to the petrol station? Yes, I needed to. The car was basically running on fumes. And, I'll tell you this much, that car's going to sit on the drive for a couple of weeks now. Because that that diesel that's sitting in it costs too much to use it. So, car's not going to be going anywhere. It's... It, it, it's quite baffling. It, it's bonkers. Um, had the, had the uh, revised energy bill. Uh, oh, because of the energy um, price increase. Um, we're going to uh, increase your monthly direct debit. Uh, it's going to now be twice as much. That is not an exaggeration. It's going to be twice as much oh okay that sounds like an amazing idea I'm, I'm at a loss at this point in time I honestly do not know what is going on I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss I'm already thinking and have been for weeks what things I can just go without. It's like, do I really need to turn this machine on? Do I really need to use this thing? 
I've already started cutting down on the water that I use again. Um, so, yeah, as I keep saying, gonna start living in that kind of uh, world. Can't use anything, can't go anywhere, can't do anything. All because it just costs too much money. <sighs> that is actually it. That's all I got to talk about this week. Um, like I say, still, we're still kind of quarantining um, through up till sort of the back end of last week. Um, and then, you know, it was a weekend. Um, but I've been doing some sort of entertainment type things. Only, only small amounts. Um, been watching some stand-up, some new, some old. I watched uh, David Cross uh, stand-up special, and it's called "Oh Come On." David Cross, for anybody that doesn't know, um, probably one of his most famous roles was. Uh, Tobias in Arrested Development. Um, he was in Pitch Perfect 2. He is part of the uh, uh, the comedy duo. Um, what the fuck? My old man brain's not working. But I'm sitting at the computer, so you know. Uh... Yeah, so David Cross and Bob Odenkirk make up a uh, comedy duo. Um, but stand-up comedian recently listened to a podcast where he was on, um, and he was talking about his stand-up. And it's one of those things that I've been aware um, of his stand-up, but never actually really checked it out. Uh, but he was telling this um, quite long, quite interesting, quite entertaining story about his stand-up. And it made me, uh, it piqued my interest. So I was like, oh, you know, when I get an opportunity, when I get a chance, I'll try and check some out. Um, that happened. So I was like, right, I'm going to give this a go. Um, and... I was not disappointed. I, I, will, I will say this now. Very dark. Like, very dark. Um, one of those things that I'm a big believer in stand-up. I'm a big believer in um, the right to be able to do stand-up, say certain things. Jokes are supposed to be taken in a particular way or not, depending. Um... And I, I, I believe that there is a certain amount of rights that go with stand-up. Um, and I don't like when those rights are sort of stifled. Um, but even I, <laughs> it's one of those, even I have my limits. Um, a, how do I word it? A white man saying uh, the, the N word um, always is going to set me off, even when I believe in like the freedom of speech of stand-up comedy. 
Um, there is a there is a an F word, and uh, in case you're wondering, it's not fuck. So uh, there is an F word that I uh, I don't like to hear being said. Um, so when that word comes up in any given situation, I'm not a not a fan of it. Even though, again, I can see. It's like it's like pushing the boundary of the of the freedom of speech of stand up comedy, and even for me, sometimes I do wonder whether it maybe crosses a line. Um, outside of that, a lot of the stuff that he does is very dark. Uh, I do enjoy uh, the darker side of comedy. Um, I did. I did. Uh, attempt to watch um, one of his other specials because I think I might be selling this one down the river in the sense that I think some of the stuff that I've just said that I'm not um, a huge fan of might have been in his other special that I attempted to watch um, but I was my head wasn't really in it I don't think it was a, a um, I don't think it was a comment on the stand up itself I don't think I was really um I don't think my head was really in the game. Um, anyway, if you like stand-up comedy, you like dark stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy that makes you go, and then laugh. This could this could be the stand-up comedy for you. Uh, so that's David Cross. Oh, come on. Um, speaking of stand-up, uh, as we know, um, I'm sure by now anybody that's listened to this podcast for more than, you know, two minutes can tell you who some of my favourite stand-up comedians are. Uh, and every now and then I do like a, a watch through, you know, I'll watch all of Bill Burr's, I'll watch uh, all of Bert's, all of Tom's, um, Bert Kreischer, Tom Segura for, for the... Uh, every now and then uh, I'll dip into um, the Joe Rogan stuff. Um... So, it's one of those things, a lot of the time you need to be in the mood, and it's one of those things I often feel, stand-up comedy, um, you can watch it a lot, uh, but after a while, it does, it kind of starts to lose something, because you've seen it so many times, so I try not to watch it too much. Um, As we all know, I like to watch a particular Richard Pryor one, once a year whilst wrapping Christmas present. Um, That sort of thing. So I try not to watch stuff, but I was in a stand-up mood, and I was sort of like, oh, I forgot. Um, and I noticed that I'd started watching um, Tom Segoya's most recent, uh, not recent, uh, but his last stand-up special, Ball Hog. I was like, mm. I must have started at some point and bailed quite quickly, because it was like only, uh, it was minutes in. I was like, oh, let's see. So I put it on, started watching it, and literally, first joke, I was laughing my ass off. So I watched the rest of that, thoroughly enjoyed it, which spurred me on to watching um, Bert's first stand-up, The Machine special, which is obviously where The Machine story comes from. Um, uh, I watched it in honour of uh, my middle daughter, 
not being here. Um, I uh, I did that because there's a joke in there that uh, me and her do to each other. Um, and there's a, there's a bit <laughs> there's a bit in it that talks about time travel. Bert's talking with uh, with his youngest daughter about time travel. And literally, I watched that Saturday night, Sunday morning, me and my eldest go out to walk the dog, and she starts asking me about time travel, and I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so we had this whole long, drawn-out conversation about time travel, <clears throat> which I thought was very interesting. I then came home and uh, informed Leanne that uh, me and my eldest had had a conversation about time travel. And then started doing the uh, time travel bit from uh, Bert Stand Up. Um, so that's that. Been in a stand up comedy kind of mood. Been trying new people recently. Uh, the reason that I'm not reviewing any of the new people that I've been watching is they've just not quite cut it. Uh, uh, some people do it for me and some people don't I think that's the same for everyone when it comes to comedy uh, so yeah don't know what to tell you on that one let's talk movies uh, nine I've got something stuck in a tooth uh one second. Oh, there we go. Got it. So, talking movies here. What I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some movies that I've watched. I'm going to talk to you a bit more about a movie I went to see at the cinema. Um, so, I'm going to have to keep things a little bit vague and I'll explain why. Um, I recently watched through the Marvel films. Um, it was... Um, I did it in honour of um, the family member that I lost uh, for reasons which will remain uh, but it was suggested that I should also watch the Star Wars movies now there's a problem with that suggestion and that problem is that the Star Wars movies are garbage Now, obviously, I am not talking about the middle three. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the prequels and the sequels. Um, <clears throat> the prequels are, hands down, some of the worst films ever made. And the sequels are just awful. Um, the reason that I'm not really going to talk about them too much now... Uh, is because I'm trying to sort a bit of a podcast. Um, I've got a couple of people in mind who might want to join me on this podcast. Uh, and I want to get like a bit of a debate kind of thing going, where I debate with a couple of people about whether they are, in fact, the worst films ever made. Um, so you've got things like... Um, the Phantom Menace is hands down possibly the worst film ever. 
Um, and like I say, I'll have to go through that in greater detail. Um, it's things like the kid that they got to play Anakin Skywalker is awful. It's like, I'm sure at the time there was something like, I think they went through hundreds of thousands of people for that role. It's like, and this was the best that you could come up with? Here we go. Again, I'm sat at the computer. Let's see if we can find out. Because I might be talking nonsense. Um, how many people auditioned for American Leonardo DiCaprio? Five actors who almost played Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I should probably put Phantom Men. I, I don't want to know about Hayden Christensen. I want to know again I've completely uh, failed at being able to get this information whatever let's say it was a lot and that was the best that they could come up with um, I, I've said this for years and years and years and years and years. Um, Ewan McGregor is truly atrocious in those films. Um, throughout, I've been saying, like, do you suppose if he'd have just tried to play the role rather than trying to play Alec Guinness, whether it would have been better? Um, he, he, he He's awful. I honestly... I, I also think that this was probably the beginning of the end for him, because... Everything I've seen him in since, he has been terrible in. So, and then I was watching the third one, Revenge of the Sith, and I was like, I wonder whether it was always that way. You know, we go back, Shallow Grave, Train Spot, in that kind of era. I seem to think that he was alright in those. Well, maybe he wasn't. Um, so, question, ladies and gentlemen. Is Phantom Menace the worst film ever made? Answers on a postcard. Attack of the Clones is just garbage. Um, whether it's good or bad or not, or indifferent or whatever, there will be no excuse for the scene with the pair is all I'm going to say. That film could have been the best film ever made, but if it had that scene in, it would have instantly become the worst film ever made. Um, so there's that. Finished Re Revenge of the Sith this evening. Um, here's the thing. I've only seen that film once before, and all I seem to remember from watching it that one time was going... Yeah, it was alright. It, it was better than the other two. 
Um, but it's it's things like in all of these films, nothing makes sense. <coughs> every single thing that every single character does makes no sense. You've also got the fact that the hands down some of the worst editing there has ever been. Those three films, the editing is awful. There's just points in time like, how did they get there? How did that happen? What's happened in the few seconds before this that would maybe give some context to this? It's... It's hot steaming garbage. Um, I'm glad that I've got through the first three. Um, I'm doing all of them. So in actual fact, it's Solo next. Um, So look out for that riveting review. Uh, Rogue One. Two films which I've only ever seen once. Um, The problem we've got is that Star Wars as a whole was basically killed for me um the the three prequels uh beat the star wars franchise to death and the three sequels dug that body up and did unspeakable things to it um i i truly believe that star wars has been destroyed by the the six films that that wrap around the three in the middle, uh, because ultimately that's twice as much movie, so it just destroys anything good that you might have got from the uh, from the three original films. But, like I say, I'm going to try and get a little bit of a podcast situation going, and try and see if I can get a couple of people to come on and uh, debate me. So, I took the eldest and the youngest to the cinema. Uh, we like to do the cinema every now and then. Um, it's been quite—it's been quite a nice thing to do. Um, obviously, it's one of those things. Throughout my life, I've—I've I've enjoyed film. It was not the Star Wars, but you know, um, I enjoy film. I like the fact that my uh, my children like films to a degree. Um, so once we've been able to introduce the cinema as an option for all of them to go and do, it's been kind of nice to, you know, get get a couple of hours start watching a movie together. Uh, we went to see the film The Bad Guys, um, made by DreamWorks. I'm a big fan of DreamWorks. I like I like a lot of the stuff they do. Um. It's a CG animated movie. Um, it's hard to explain the world. Because the bad guys are like uh, a wolf, a shark, a piranha, a tarantula, and a snake. Um, so, they're like these... Uh, humanoid, is it? Um... But then everybody else in the world, not everybody, but nearly everybody else in the world is is human. And then you've got there's um, there's a fox character, 
uh, and a guinea pig. Um, so we'd seen uh, a couple of trailers and everybody was very much on board to go and see this film. Um, it was a shame um, that the middle daughter couldn't get to see it, but I'll make sure that she gets to see it. Um, either I will take her to the cinema and she can watch it, um, or I'll rent it or something when it comes out. So, the bad guys. Um, it was really good. It was very enjoyable. Uh, it's got an amazing voice cast. Um, Sam Rockwell. Mark Maron. He seems to be doing a lot these days. And I like that fact. Uh, Craig Robinson. Aquafina. She's doing a lot of voice work. Um... Oh, yeah, that's something. I didn't recognise the name of the guy who was doing the voice of the piranha. Hey, guess what? I'm sat of the computer. I can look it up. Man, I bet you, I bet, I bet you love this. IMDB. Was Robert Downey Jr.'s birthday? Uh, bad guys. Oh, no, I've pressed the wrong thing. What have I done? Ah, oh, I've managed to get into the uh, the code behind IMDb. That's that's good, isn't it? Right, stars. Here we go. More more stars. Uh, Piranha. Who is this guy? Piranha was voiced by Anthony Ramos. Okay, I don't recognise anything. He seems maybe he seems to do some musicals in the Heights, Hamilton, A Star Is Born. Uh, no, no, there is literally. He was in Godzilla, King of Monsters. Nah, I can't say I recognise anything that guy's been in. So that's probably why I didn't recognise his name. Um, premise of the story is you've got these animal-type, people-y creature things. And uh, they're the bad guys. They rob banks. They steal from people. Uh, Pickpocketing. Anything that they can sort of steal, they do. Uh, they've got a cool car. They drive fast. They go on uh, high-speed chases. But ultimately, they get away from the police. And uh, that's that. <clears throat> but then there's this thing about whether they can become good guys. Because everybody looks at them as the bad guys. And the question is, can they become good guys? Uh, the wolf wants to do it a bit more than the others. So they attempt to become the good guys. Uh, a few twists and turns in there. Yes, yes, yes. Won't spoil anything, but there are some twists and turns. Unfortunately for me... Um, and being the adult, supposed adult in this situation, I did see those twists and turns coming from a mile off. I don't know if that's just me. I'm not saying I'm not, uh, exactly the smartest tool in the box, uh, but I can spot a plot twist coming from a mile away. Um, however, all in all, very good film. Very enjoyable. Uh, if you've got kids, definitely turn, turn to see it or... You know, rent it when it comes out, buy it when it comes out. Um, if you are 
just somebody who enjoys a, a good a good film um give it a whirl one thing i will say uh, and this <sighs> i don't know how this is going to sound one thing i will say was this film was very much made by its voice cast um i like sam rockwell uh i like mark maron uh aquafina's got that great voice craig robinson you know all of these guys are, are really good voices and the film in a weird way was kind of built on those those sort of great voices um so yeah really good i really enjoyed it um like i say there's been a few good good films uh, that we've been to see which is good uh, you know every now and then you get a, a not so great one as long as the kids enjoy it that's fine talk some computer games now then so then i want to address been talking recently about um about vr now as some of you long times will know um i used to talk a lot about vr and i don't anymore uh, i want to address why that is uh, the last time i used the vr uh the dog kicked me in the balls um and i didn't know it was going to happen um and yeah that kind of put me off the whole thing so i was working on the principle that when I get the um, the new the new entertainment studio, podcast studio, game studio, cinema, you know, when I get all that put in, which is soon now, um, I was like, oh, I'll be able to I'll be able to go back to VR. Realised in my uh, haste that part of the whole hey, I'll, I'll have this whole new new entertainment area. The idea was that I was going to take the dog with me when I go in there. Um, so recently I've been thinking that maybe I need to find a different way of being able to get back to VR. Because I really miss it. Um, it was a big part of my uh, my gaming. Uh, and I do miss it a lot. Uh, weirdly, having been watching all this Star Wars, I've been actually fancy playing the, uh, the, the Star Wars VR games. So watch this space however instead of talking vr we are going to talk some uh, console games and the console game in question is horizon forbidden west um i think i'd maybe started talking about this last time um i don't know what to say about this game started off playing it and it, and it and it wasn't doing it for me um something that is a real issue for me with this game is there's a lot of padding and you can tell that it's padding it's not oh we want to further the story oh we want to we want you to really feel invested with these characters it is literally we knew we didn't have enough game so we just padded it out with pointless talking. On average, conversations with people probably take about 20 minutes. Again, that is not an exaggeration. Do you know how I know that? Because I skip every 
single word of it and it still takes five minutes to get through. Again, not an exaggeration. You've also got the fact that it's got to the point now that I've started skipping cutscenes because you can tell when a cutscene is going to be nothing but talking. There's no action. You're not missing any action. It's just talking. I've started skipping those as well. And you know how much I've missed of the story so far? None of it. Because none of it matters. It it doesn't add anything to the game. It's like, oh, let's talk about this background and this lore and this whatever. I don't care. I don't need this. You You've got no pacing in this game. Because every two minutes, you're having to stop for a 20-minute conversation. Um, it's super obvious, this is the problem, it's super obvious that it's just padding. It's just, we didn't have enough game, so we gave you lots of talking to have to struggle through. Um, there was a point in time where I was getting really annoyed with a certain element of this game. Um, the climbing in this game seems worse. I'd seen this on a, on a previous review of the game. I was talking about some issues with the climbing. There are some issues. But again, to pad the game out, they've done this thing where they go, oh, uh, you might fall off here, which means you definitely will. And if you do, you have to go all the way back to the start. And we're talking like entire areas Oh, you've got to go all the way back to the start of the area. It's like, no. No, you don't. That's not how games work. Games work. If you fall off, there's a, a quick and easy way to get back up. Yeah, we didn't do that with this game. Because uh, if we did, you'd probably have finished it by now. All right. Uh, so one evening, I rage quit because I fell off something that there was absolutely no way I was not going to fall off it. And it was like, oh, you need to go back to the start of the level to climb back up. And I was just like, no, no, I don't. And I just turned it off. <sighs> that was a few days ago. Since then, the game feels like it's changed. It feels very much like it's been built in sort of stages. And I think they probably realized quite early on that the way they were making the game wasn't sustainable and people wouldn't play it. So you get to a point where it's like, all right, okay, so what we need you to do is go to these variety of different areas to collect these things, to bring them back here to make a thing. Can you do that? Like, yeah, that, that sounds all right. It's like, cool. Obviously, every time you get to wherever you're going, it, it changes. You've got to do something else than what you think you've got to do. But it's kind of okay and it's kind of fine. And the game has taken a turn and it's made it that little bit better. As long as you can ignore all the talking that you don't care about. Um, as far as a, 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 an ongoing review at this point in time, what I would have to say is this game makes me feel conflicted. Literally, you go from, I hate this game, this game is fine. This game's okay. This game's maybe quite good. In the space of about five minutes. And you just keep going round and round and round. That. It's literally. 
every other minute you could hate the game or love the game and the worst part of it all is that the game doesn't care which of those emotions you feel I had a conversation with today where I was saying whatever happened to all the good games it's like oh this game came out at 70 pounds if somebody had put a gun to my head and told me that I had to pay 70 pounds for the game I'm playing now I'd have told them to pull the trigger it's it's shocking somebody tried to tell me recently that they were excited because Lego Star Wars was coming out I was just like yeah that's where we're at that's where we're at I had to go on to say I'm sorry Lego Lego games are not for me because I've been burnt by every single one of them I've played but um, I imagine I will continue to play uh, Horizon uh, and I imagine I'll continue to inform you guys of what it's actually like um, but that's it that's it for this week that's it for this podcast and uh, I will speak to you next week so there you go what do you think of that another one done another week gone another I don't know something else I don't know what, what is it before you go Please do consider subscribing. Like, share, comment. Let us know how you're getting on. Drop it in the comments. Or alternatively, you can jump over to our website, thecookiecast.com. Got social media links, email button. You can get in touch with us. Let us know how you're doing. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.